Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we are looking at a topic that has far-reaching implications on health in a surprising way. My guest is Jim Bird. Jim, it is great to have you with us. Good to be here again. Jim, yes, you have been on the show previously, and as we're recording from this live venue in the exhibit hall at ASI 2022, we're recording in August of 2022, a lot of folks say, I know that name, Jim Burr. In fact, some people may know you very well. You're known throughout the world for your telescopes. Tell us about that interesting connection. Well, yes, I founded JMI Telescopes, and of course, we built a lot of telescopes, did a lot of advertising, so a lot of people are aware of JMI Telescopes. We did a couple for NASA, for the Mars Science Lab, to get data from Mars on a laser beam, and uh, invented uh, binocular telescopes. And so, uh, yeah, that's my backbone. I'm reading astronomy, and I'm reading the Bible, and I'm going, wow, look at this, you know? <clears throat> well, I think that's one of the interesting things. So many folks who know about ASI, we do have people, a lot of them working directly in Indian country, others who are Seventh-day Adventists, and many know this show is sponsored uh, by Seventh-day Adventists. And Seventh-day Adventists have this amazing perspective, at least from my perspective, Jim, where they really have this sense of the Creator and His handiwork and just cooperating with Him. And so one of the things I love is whether I'm talking with someone who is a Christian or a Seventh-day Adventist, they can resonate with this. But many folks who've been turned off by Christianity in Indian country, and, and you know, I'll be honest, uh, you, you can't deny it. We start talking about how indigenous peoples have been treated by folks that call themselves Christian. It's not a pretty picture oftentimes. Yeah. And yet what the common ground is here is this amazing science that's coming out right now. Some are using the term savoring. It's just taking and it's appreciating simple things around us. And one of those things that we all have access to is nature. You have been an observer of one aspect, especially of nature, and that's astronomy. And you're going to tell us some of the amazing things that we often take for granted, right? That's right, yeah. So where do we start today? Well, I was coming out of Seattle on an airplane and had my computer out working on the next lecture. And the guy next to me says, uh, what's your seminar on? And I said, well, astronomy and the Bible. And he goes like, well, how do you put astronomy with the Bible? It's, it turns out he's a science teacher, and he is not sure there's a God. I asked him, you know, if you believe in God or creator. And so we went through and the first thing I showed him was the farthest galaxy, the little tiny red dot in the universe that they think is 13 billion light years away. And I asked him, can you comprehend that distance? Well, you can't comprehend a billion or a light year, six trillion. And I said, because the Bible says in Psalm 103, as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how great God's mercy is. You cannot comprehend how great God's mercy is, and you cannot comprehend how far that galaxy is. And then that next question, can you comprehend how far the east is from the west? Because as you go on in, in the Psalms, it says that that's how far he's removed our transgressions from us, as far as the east is from the west. And so we went through, I mean, it's a three-hour flight, and he got a real dose of astronomy in the Bible, and he was blown away. In the end, he was just totally blown away. With We actually went into the DNA, which he teaches. Mm. And uh, we're, I was going to do that this uh, this time, but we could, we could do that later. But uh, the universe is so incredible. And the sun. 
the power from the sun. You know, that we only get a little sliver. We're 93 million miles away from the sun. <laughs> the enough. sun is radiating in every direction, you know, and we just get, I mean, it could power 10 billion Earths. We just have, we're just one out there, 93 million miles away. And it, you know, it has all this power. Where does that power come from? You see, that sun's radiating at enough every second of the day. Like, there's a second. Okay, that would run our grid for 500,000 years. There's a minute. That would run. I mean, there's two seconds. That would be a million years. I mean, this power comes from the sun. How does that sun get there? How does the power get there? You take your car to the gas station every few hundred miles. How come we never take the sun to the gas station? Mm. I mean, it's good for billions of years. It just keeps radiating. Where does that power? Seems like a waste. Your mom said, shut off the light. You're born in a barn. <laughs> you remember? And that thing is just cranking out in every direction. And we have a hundred billion in the Milky Way galaxy. Every one of those is radiating energy like you can't believe. It's because the power the creator put in the atom, the power in the atom, you know, uh, hydrogen atoms are great for making bombs. They're great for blowing up stuff. But how do you plug your toaster? How can you harness mm. the hydrogen atoms you can plug your toaster in? You see, it's wonderful for bombs. But Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory came up with an idea how we could harness the sun. Let's make a bomb. Let's make a sun the size of a head of a match. Mm. The Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, we gave him $20 billion to figure out how to harness the sun. This hydrogen power is uh, 17 times better than splitting our, uh, the atom in our nuclear reactors. To run San Francisco for a year takes 21 million boxcars of coal. If we could harness the sun, if we could figure out and do it how the sun does it, <laughs> we could replace 21 million boxcars of coal with 500 gallons of seawater. Mm. And it's not dangerous like our reactors are now. And uh, and so this tremendous power in the atom that God spoke there, you know, when he created it. And so uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory is actually has built the sun on Earth the size of a head of a match. They took 192 lasers. They ran them. Each laser goes through one mile of amplification, 192 lasers focused on a little capsule like a BB, tiny little capsule of heavy hydrogen. And they did that in 2013, heated the temperature of the core of the sun. And they actually were able to get more power out than they put in. They put in 10,000 joules. They got 17,000 joules out. Wow. So they proved the sun works. They say, but give us 50 years. It's going to take us 50 years how to harness this, how to actually make a generator. To heat, I mean, you know, to heat water, to make steam, to make a generator and power our grid. We're just starting out because trying to deal with this, all this power in the atom. Well, you know, I appreciate what you're sharing because, you know, sometimes uh, we talk about environment. We talk about, yeah. you know, the, the destruction of the environment. We speak about the health implications. And one of the things I appreciate, Jim, is you bring this kind of broad perspective. And whether people resonate with all those aspects of your perspective or not, you're saying basically if you just look around us, if you look at nature, if you look at the skies, if you look at the heavens, there's powerful lessons there, and people are actually doing this, whether they're secular scientists, whether they're Christians like you studying the Bible, you're saying, hey, this looks exactly like what I'm reading in these ancient scriptures. All of this has health implications as well. Earlier here today uh, at this very ASI event, I had Dr. Tim Arnott on the show. For those who didn't hear the interview, one of the things Dr. Arnott was talking about was the sun, and he was talking about this infrared radiation that the sun puts out how that heat, as it 
enters into our body is raising melatonin levels that have these antioxidant uh, benefits. Right. You are a person who's been maintaining an amazing, uh, it seems like, lifestyle as far as traveling, impacting people. You don't seem to be in your 20s anymore, am I correct? <laughs> I'm on my uh, 85th trip around the sun. <laughs> wow. So, so you've been doing this for a long time, and you look like you're still going strong. And a lot of people are wondering, well, what's keeping you going? Are, are, do you follow some of these lifestyle principles that yes. we talk about on this show? Yes, I do. And I'm not on any meds at my age. And, uh, you know, I say you can't die when you eat my wife's food because we're eating, I'm drinking green drinks, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> with uh, spinach and kale and the stuff. Every, you know, almost every day I have a little glass of green I have to drink. And breakfast, I mean, we eat a lot of fruit and a, and a cereal. You know, we're just no bacon and eggs. And, okay. And, and, and even pancakes, you know, type of thing where you get the sugar and the syrup and all that. Uh, and so, yeah, living... You know, and my energy's good. I mm-hmm. just uh, come back from a big series of speaking in Indiana last weekend and uh, had, what, seven lectures. And, you know, I'd get up at 2 in the morning to catch the airplane and wow. so forth. So, uh, Well, it's amazing to see you here. And tell me a little bit more because, you know, our listeners sometimes they say, okay, well, astronomy, they may be fascinated by it. I mean, indigenous peoples throughout history, they've looked at the stars and all kinds of uh, oral traditions that connect with various celestial bodies. What other things do you see in astronomy that help us to connect with a creator, with a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning? Well, you just see so much evidence, you know, that the, that the Word of God is true. This gentleman on the airplane, I showed him a picture of a beach, and I said, can you comprehend how much sand is on that beach? You know, because there was, in, in Jeremiah thirty-three twenty-two, it says that as you cannot count the sands of the seashore, you cannot count the stars of heaven. And I always joke, I say, you know, there must have been people ready to put Jeremiah in a mental institution. Jeremiah, don't you read Guinness, Book of World Records? Our scientists have counted the stars. Before the telescope, they knew there were about 6,000 stars. And so Jeremiah said they're like sands of the seashore. Scientists today are quoting Jeremiah 3,000 years later, saying if you took all the sand on all the beaches of Earth, roughly equivalent to all the stars in the known universe. So my burden is showing that you can trust the Bible written thousands of years ago, and that science today agrees with Bible. In prophecy, you see that the prophecies that we see in Scripture are fulfilled today, 2,500 years ago. And in Daniel 2, is fulfilled today. Uh, Europe will not be united. We have Brexit. You know, they're trying to get out. France wants out of the EU. And the Bible told us 2,500 years ago, Europe would never be united. So I guess my burden is uh, is to wow people with the, with the incredible creation that nobody can explain other than the Word of God and put confidence in the Bible. And one of the things I appreciate, the health connection here. You know, you mentioned the book of Daniel, and it's an amazing book. Some of our listeners may have heard this before, but some years ago there was this discussion in the New England Journal of Medicine, and they were talking about what is the earliest clinical trial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there's this discussion going back and forth between medical experts, and they came to the conclusion that the earliest clinical trial where you had two groups of people that were studied was actually in the book of Daniel, in the first chapter of the book of Daniel. And the amazing thing about that trial is Daniel was asked to do the same thing that you've done, Jim, in your life, and I've done in mine, and that is we've stepped away from all those rich foods, those animal products, all the fatty meats and things, and we're on a plant-based, a whole foods, plant-based diet. 
and we're seeing those benefits. So I love to talk about that connection, whether people, like I said, whether they believe in the scriptures, whether they say, hey, I should look at the book of Daniel, look at Daniel chapter 1 and Daniel chapter 2, or whether they say, you know what? Our ancestors, they were farmers. They were close to the land. They were eating these plant foods. Yeah, they had some wild game. But I just love when we connect with that which is around us. I mean, this is, like I said earlier, indigenous peoples have done that for years. What other things do you see, Jim, in astronomy that connect people with caring for their body, realizing that they're precious, realizing that they're special? Well, boy, so many different directions to go here. (laughs) I was going to say, you know, speaking about plant-based, you have more energy anyway when when you do that. than you do with, with a heavy meat diet. Mm-hmm. And you go back to my classmates, half of my class from 1956 high school are gone. Wow. And the other half are in nursing homes. You know, they're, they are not living a good life. And my friends who aren't even driving anymore, you know, here, uh, I'm going to New York City. I'm driving through Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. uh, able to drive at night. And I have so many of my friends, say, you know, so there's that advantage. You don't want to just live longer, but you want to live, feel good when you're doing it. That's you know? right. You got it. You and, got it. Uh, but when we look at the, I've been showing pictures of the Hubble. The Hubble zoomed in, as far as they could zoom in, and then zoomed in again, and then zoomed in again, and uh, trying to find the end of the universe. They cannot find the end of the universe mm. in this Hubble. You could, you could look that up. Uh, it zooms in for almost two minutes to trying to see the end of the universe. And, uh, you know, I was reading a book of a lady that had a dream, and she said that, you know, Jesus traveled from star to star, from world to world, superintending all... Uh, supplying the need of every order of being in the universe. It was a marvel to the angels that he should leave all that and Mm. come down. And then the angel also said, if you're faithful, you will get to visit all the planets and see the handiwork of God. And I think the Bible says that we'll follow the lamb wherever he goes. That's Jesus. The Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I think this Bible supports the idea that we're going to get to travel with Christ through space and see the wonders of creation. Many people think Earth is the only place there's people, but if we look at Scripture, there's actually many Scriptures. You look at Hebrews 1, verse 2, it said he made the universe of worlds. And uh, if uh, we look at Nehemiah 9, 6, he made the heavens with all their hosts, and the hosts of heaven worship him. And uh, if you look at uh, Mark 13, at the very end, he comes together his elect from the uttermost part of Earth to the uttermost part of heaven. So there's many uh, Scriptures that would support that, but this is the only place there's sin. We've got to talk more about some amazing things that have to do with your health, tie in with uh, some amazing concepts that Jim has been sharing. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're going to be back with more on today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. 
Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Across from me is Jim Burr. As you've heard, he's uh, 85 years old, but uh, he's 85 years young, going strong, traveling throughout the country, throughout the world, lecturing, uh, well-known uh, telescope maker throughout his life, avid student of astronomy, even as an octogenarian. And really, Jim, I know a lot of folks, they have, uh, well, depending on their perspective, some folks are glad when I have a, uh, an individual who's actually speaking about the Bible and Bible connections with health and with science. Other folks say, why do you have this on a health show in Indian country? Because like I mentioned, although there are many Christians, many Bible believers in Indian country, there are others who have anything but uh, positive attitudes toward uh, what I would say, from my perspective, is um, is how Christianity has been misrepresented uh, throughout history by many, uh, especially from European backgrounds. With that background, Jim, we want to talk a little bit more about this uh, amazing connection. You mentioned an individual, not by name, who was given visions about the universe. If I'm not mistaken, you were actually referring to a woman by the name of Ellen White. Is that correct? That's right, yes. Mm -hmm. Why I'm so interested in, in your comments is because those of you who've never heard of Ellen White, she was a uh, very well-known, well-regarded woman who lived... Uh, from uh, early mid, you know early 1800s till into the 1900s, and uh, what born in the uh, 1820s, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, something like that, you know, living into the early 1900s, and she was known as an amazing Christian author, but she wrote so much about health as well as about things that shed light on astronomy, on creation, on the world around us. 
you as an astronomer, tell us a little bit about why you find uh, her writing so remarkable. Well, you know, she wrote about tobacco uh, 90 years before the American Cancer Society had was convinced. It's, I mean, doctors were prescribing uh, smoking. Right. In, uh, in 1957, was an article ran, advertisement ran, 15,000, 13,000 doctors were actually, what cigarette do you smoke? And more of them said camel than any other one. And she said it was a slow, insidious poison. hundred, you know, some years before it was recognized. She talked about the danger of x-ray, which came in the late 1800s, almost 1900s. And she said it's not the great blessing. Uh, many people thought it would be. You could go to the fair and x-ray yourself. No, right. so what my head look like? What do my hands look oh, like? My. And uh, we now know how dangerous it was. Um, but you see, the Bible, you would have to say she is a prophet because the Bible says in Joel 2 and Acts 2 that in the last days God will pour out his spirit and they will see dreams and visions. And even Moses said, I wish all of God's people were prophets. If you look at the New Testament and First Corinthians 12, I mean, it's like a dozen times it says prophecy is like the best gift. And um, it's interesting because she's so specific, very specific. A friend of mine took to dinner and he says, well, Notre Dame says that the Lord is going to come for 200, 300 years. And so I kind of was looking a little bit in Notre Dame, Notre Dame and they said the people who interpret Nostradamus's dreams say that the president of North Korea will die in 2022. The people who interpret. Uh Now, the Bible is very specific. You know, Daniel said that Nebuchadnezzar, you are that head of gold. You don't need somebody to interpret the dream. It is fairly clear. And she was so specific in her dreams. (laughs) There's one that I just love. And that is, tell me how a seed can be in a pyramid for 4,000 years. You plant it in the ground and it will grow. Nobody knows that. Mm. I have, I've been on the internet for a couple of years trying to figure out. So, uh, I asked a PhD, a, f- a biology professor from a university, how, you see, the seed has a little ATP motor. That's the alternator, like your car has an mm. alternator. Every seed has ATPs by the millions and jillions. How do you jumpstart that after uh, 4,000 years? How is that little seed? It takes electricity to replicate the DNA. How does you jumpstart that? Nobody seems to know. But what's interesting, if you look at her little book where she saw dreams and visions, she says that electricity must be conveyed to the buried seed. It's electricity that jumpstarts that little alternator in every cell in your body. And if you will Google magnetic effects of germination, they are now just discovering if you put a magnetic field over a seed in the ground, it germinates half the time. Mm. So a 100 years ago, she said electricity. I mean, I would just puzzle how... What's that seed doing for 4,000 years? You think your car in a, in a, in a garage for 4,000 years, you could jumpstart it? How, what's that seed? Is it, is it working? Is it that ATP running? Is it generating? What, is it sleeping? What is it doing? And, and come to find out, here's the answer. Electricity must be conveyed. I don't know now if that's the charged particles from the sun, the solar wind, or if that's a chemical reaction in the dirt. But the point is, electricity must be conveyed to that, jumpstart that alternator. And the point is that we have now discovered magnetic field over seed Germany. So uh, that's why I have confidence in the word, you know. It's an amazing topic. And some of you who are tuning in, you're saying this is a little bit different show, a little bit different guest. And you know, you're catching the ambiance, all kinds of things happening in the exhibit hall. But Jim Burr is, as, as I believe, pointing to something that we have really not talked much about on this show. And this is uh, this woman by the name of Ellen White, who many believe the creator actually gave her insights into healthful living. This has uh, been something that has guided Seventh-day Adventists. It is a reason why 
We have an amazing healthcare system throughout the world. It's the reason why when we come into Indian country and work with people, we're sharing things that have been, we believe, endorsed by the Creator Himself. And you as an astronomer is telling us, and as a scientist, as you look at some of the things that she wrote, not just about health, but about other topics, you say, this is not just someone who had a third-grade education. That's my understanding of how much formal education she had. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is not just someone with a third-grade education who lived over 100 years ago. This is someone who uh, basically had some outside influence, right? That's right. And it's the blue zone that following what her guidance has been in health and exercise and diet has created the blue zone that we see. In Loma Linda, California. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. For you, you folks who are tuning in today and haven't heard us uh, featuring this concept of blue zones, these are places in the world where people live the longest. And what Jim is highlighting is one of those hot spots, if you will, one of those blue zones where people live the longest is a place called Loma Linda, California. Have you been there, Jim, to Loma oh, yeah. Linda? Well, I've done about 60 television shows at LLBN TV on okay. astronomy and the Bible. So tell us what's unique about Loma Linda. Why do they have such great health there? Well, it's 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 polluted, for <laughs> one, and they still live longer, you see, but it's because of their lifestyle, because you need real food and get rid of the fat and keep it. They're exercising, they're working out, you know, and they have a good attitude and they trust in God, you know. You know, what's so interesting to me, you know, you mentioned the blue zones in Loma Linda is uh, the reason why Loma Linda is this population of so health-focused people is well over 100 years ago, Ellen White was given a vision about yeah. Loma Linda. Yeah. And uh, most people thought she was crazy. She saw a medical center, medical education facility there. And uh, the amazing thing, we know the story, is there was uh, this man, John Burden, who believed it. A lot of people said this is crazy, but he actually went forward. And what we have there today is one of the premier medical institutions, a medical campus, uh, physicians are trained there, nurses, psychologists, I mean, the whole range of health professionals. And these people there in Loma Linda, many of them connected with Loma Linda University, are some of the healthiest people in the world. That's right. Jim, we don't have much time left. I know you've got a lot of great resources, astronomy that connect us with inspiration, connect us with the Creator. Do you have a website or other places where you point people, or do you like to recommend certain places? Well, you could go to YouTube. Okay. If you go to YouTube and put in Jim Burr, you can put in, now there's two different avenues, Jim Burr Channel. If you go to the Jim Burr Channel on YouTube, you'll see a lot of our programs. If you go to Jim Burr Heavens Declare, you'll see all the shows we did on 3ABN. So okay. that would be the best way. Uh, HeavensDeclare.org would show you my speaking appointments all over the country. I'm jotting this down, and I, I know some folks, they may be driving or whatever. I'm putting down Heavens, H-E-A-V-E-N-S, Declare, is that .com? .org. 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 And that actually keeps track of, of where you're speaking all over yeah. the world. Yeah. Okay, so if someone says, I mean, this is interesting. I want to hear more from uh, Jim Burr, and it's J-I-M-B-U-R-R. -R. That's right. If I want to hear more from Jim Burr, uh, actually in person, it's very possible that you might be coming somewhere near where I live. Is that uh, too far up a stretch? I was in Indiana last Sabbath. I was in Michigan City. I preached the early service at Michigan City and then with Laporte. Preached the 11 o'clock service. Then we did a 3 o'clock and a 7 o'clock. And all week I was back there at, at Laporte Church. So if I can remember Jim Burr and I go to YouTube, remind us again what we'll find, what kind of videos we'll find there. Well, we have 22 programs are called Heavens Declare. Mm -hmm. And it's basic astronomy in the Bible all the way through. 
If you go to the Jim Burr channel, you'll see some other programs. We have one there. A starlight in time. Is this universe really 6,000 years old? The mm. Earth is, yes, but what about the stars and the galaxies? Uh, there's one on dinosaurs there, but basically astronomy in the Bible that we've been doing. The LLBN programs, we did 60 for Loma Linda, wow. and they're not on YouTube. We okay. need to put some of those on, okay. you know, and I think we're getting ready to do more uh, 3ABN this fall. Wonderful. we got some new stuff. Good. Jim Burr, if you want to learn more, if some of you said this sounded fascinating, that's where to find it. Go to YouTube, or if you want to hear Jim in person, heavensdeclare.org. If you said, Dr. DeRose, you do some interesting stuff, I'm still scratching my head about this one. If you just take away from this show the name of Ellen White and the fact that you've uh, heard from an astronomer and scientist talking about her amazingly uncanny insights into science, you've also heard from me, a physician, telling you if you've never read her stuff, pick up a copy of the book, The Ministry of Healing. You can download it free online. Amazing health insights. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're going to step away from this segment of the show. I know Jim has to run. We will be back with more. Another guest coming up in the second half of today's show. Don't miss it. I'm Dr. DeRose. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 
That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are continuing with the second half of today's show being broadcast from the venue of ASI 2022. It's the International Conference that pulls together people that are working throughout Indian country and beyond. I'm actually around a group of booths, all of whom have some focus on reaching First Nation peoples. Across from me right now, though, is someone who has been, well, on his own health journey. His name is Brian Savinsky. Brian, it's great to have you with us. Hi, thank you. Brian, you and I were talking here at our booth. We were getting set up uh, the other day to do radio broadcasts, and we were talking a little bit about what we do, and you were telling me about your health journey and it's one that so many people can relate to because you're a kind of guy, if I'm understanding it right, was just in great health, and then you were given a diagnosis. Can you tell us how that all went down? Well, yeah, it was pretty much along those lines. I, um, you know, I've been very uh, active and athletic uh, my whole life. Uh, I attended university for uh, five years, and during that time, I was doing... Um, uh, I was playing football, actually, and doing a lot of uh, physical conditioning. Uh, I had gained weight. I, I played on the offensive line uh, on a, a football team in Ohio, and um, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. So I wow. started on medication uh, way back then. In, As a college in the, student. In the uh, late 80s, 1980s. Yes, that's wow. correct. So uh, blood pressure uh, medication was uh, what I ended up uh, taking. And uh, for a number of years, I was on those meds. There was a short period of time where I lost some weight uh, when I was out in the work world and uh, was uh, off the medication for a while. But sure enough, I had um, things had changed. I had gained uh, more weight back uh, with a lot of uh, stress also in my job. My blood pressure started coming up again. I found myself back on two medications this time. And uh, so recently, uh, realizing that uh, I could probably just change my diet and hopefully be able to get off of the blood pressure meds, what I did instead of just doing it my own way was uh, going to Uchi Pines Institute. So uh, my wife and I both attended as, uh, as guests. Uh, they used the term guest instead of patient, but we were both guests at Uchi Pines in April of this year, and uh, they taught us a lot of things, and uh, fortunately, I was able to get off of my uh, blood pressure meds. We want to hear this story. Now, a lot of folks who are regular listeners to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, they've heard of Uchi Pines, they've heard of other places like Weimar Institute sure. out in California, Uchi Pines, of course, in Alabama. Uh, we've featured uh, Wildwood Lifestyle Center in Georgia. We've had Eden Valley from Colorado. So a lot of these lifestyle centers uh, have a similar philosophy. For someone who's never been on the campus of a lifestyle center, before we talk specifically about Uchi Pines and their program, help someone understand I mean, what is a lifestyle center and why would someone go there? Well, um, they uh, assist us in educating us, really, on uh, what we need physically, but as well uh, mentally and spiritually. And that was one thing I really enjoyed in the program that we attended, 
uh, was uh, not just the physical aspects of healing, but also the mental and the spiritual. You know, one of the things to me that's so amazing about these lifestyle centers, so I've, I've worked in a number of these centers over the years, and uh, we've done these uh, intensive interventions where we may come on a campus and work uh, intensively for a two-week program, give or take. But the amazing thing is when I do things in an outpatient basis, we can give the same education. Someone can actually jump on to uh, timelesshealinginsights.org. That's my website where we have a free 30-day program. They can hear a lot of these principles. But as they're going through a 30-day free online program, they're eating their own food. They're having a, they're learning things gradually. But when you walk on the campus of a lifestyle center, they can give you the optimal diet for your condition from day one. And they may even take your food away from you. I don't know. Did that happen to you at Uchi Pines? Absolutely. After the first full day, uh, which was a medical evaluation and, and meeting with my uh, doctor and uh, lifestyle uh, uh, coach or lifestyle consultant LC, they, they called it, uh, after those meetings, they recommended for me a three-day water fast. So I actually went on a three-day fast, and I'd never fasted, uh, honestly, for three days straight mm-hmm. with just water and herbal tea. Uh, so I, I fasted many times uh, for just a day or so, but not three days in a row. So that was a really nice way to start. Okay, now you say nice way to start. I have uh, put people on fast before, and others have not described it as a nice way to start. They they may have thought we were trying to uh, stretch our budget, uh, decrease our food costs, but there's a rationale for it. Why did they explain to you that they were having you fast for three days? Well, you're, you're really giving your body a complete reset, the way I understand it, mm-hmm. uh, giving your uh, nutritional or your digestive system a chance to uh, rest and reset uh, you know, you're cleansing, you're doing uh, cleansing of your systems. And uh, that was a great way, along with the herbal teas uh, that they recommended. Um, uh, that was a great way to detox and to just do a, a nice reset. It's amazing what we've seen happen with the fasting. In fact, there's a, he's actually a chiropractor who for years had put people on fasts for high blood pressure. And just remarkable data. Like you said, there's this metabolic resetting. It has to do with everything from lowering insulin resistance to resetting the balance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and a lot of technical stuff that they, I know Yuchi Pines is great with education. They likely explained a lot of these things, but whether you understand the mechanisms and no doubt there's a lot of things we still don't understand, it can have a powerful effect and some people after that fast, whether it's their diabetes or blood pressure, we'll see normalization of the numbers. I don't know. What happened to you, Brian, when you went on that fast? Well, as I mentioned, uh, coming into the program, I was on two blood pressure meds, and that was really my primary goal uh, for the two-and-a-half-week session was to uh, come off of those medications. And uh, so... Uh, what, what I noticed, uh, right away was, um, after, well, in the second day of the fast, my doctor said, okay, I, you know, we're, we're monitoring your, your vitals every day, every morning. 
he said, uh, go ahead and go off, uh, you know, stop taking your meds and we'll be watching your vitals and let's see how you're doing. And it was remarkable um, with just the three-day fast and then even when I had started back uh, on two meals a day, um, my blood pressure numbers were, were much lower off of the meds than they were while I was taking the medication. Now, that's what is so mind-boggling to a lot of people because, you know, they can understand, well, you know, numbers going down, you're still on your meds, or, uh, you know, maybe you can decrease the medication. But to get off two medications and have better blood pressures, for a lot of people, that just seems inconceivable. How was it for you? I mean, I know you obviously came with great expectations or you wouldn't have invested in the program but were you surprised to see that kind of response i was surprised at how quickly the results came and Mm -hmm. and they gave us a lot of advice too you know we had uh an incoming program after we were initially assessed medically and for me it included things like at least 15 to 30 minutes of sunlight each Mm -hmm. day and the incredible benefits of sunlight to our health and, of course, it included exercise. So mm-hmm. we were doing uh, uh, daily walks and uh, stretching and some a light, phys- even during the fast, some light physical exercise. So, um, you know, these were pretty obvious things and things that, you know, we've known about uh, for years. And uh, uh, just getting reacquainted uh, with them, I think, was very helpful. Brian, we're recording this show in August of 2022. You said it was in the spring. Is that correct when you went through the program? Yes, it was the middle of April, and we checked out the first week of May. Okay. So we're talking first week of May. Here we are, first week of August. So what have we got? June, July, August. A good three months, right? That's correct. Since you left. Yes. Big question for many people is, yeah, yeah, go to one of these places. Yeah, you can have great results, but... Go back home, and you'll end up right back where you were when you started. Three months out, is that where you're at? Are you back on both medications, blood pressures, back as high as it was before? No, not at all. In fact, you know, we've been pretty strict about staying with the program, and that was the whole point mm-hmm. of attending one of these wellness retreats was that we have to stay on. This is really a lifestyle change. This isn't viewed as just a temporary change of our diet or a change of our physical activity. These are really lifestyle changes. So uh, my wife, Anne, and I have been uh, very fortunate to be able to stay uh, pretty close to the ideal of what was recommended for us, uh, the two meals a day. They recommended having both meals within six hours of each other. Mm. And the other 18 hours of the day, we don't eat. We can drink all the water and and herbal teas we like. Um, So there's no caffeine, no alcohol, uh, you know, in this uh, new lifestyle change. And the idea there with the 18-6 is intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. So that's the program that they put us on and that we were able to stay with the uh, program as closely as we have, and uh, it's been a real blessing to us. One of the things that often happens on these programs that, of course, contributes to improvements in blood pressure and improvements in blood sugar is weight loss. I just met you for the first time, you know, here the other day, so I have no idea. You know, you mentioned being a bigger guy when you were an offensive lineman in football, but... 
what's happened with your weight since uh, the time you showed up at Uchi Pines? Yeah, so um, I checked in there, uh, let's see, middle of April. I was around 247 pounds. I'm now at about 210 pounds. Wow, so wow. I've lost a little over 35 pounds in this three months. And I lost quite a bit of that uh, during the two-and-a-half-week program. It was really amazing. Uh, my doctor there likened that to um, perhaps one of the meds that I was taking was causing me to retain water. So, of course, when I went off the meds and during the fast, my body was able to rebalance. Mm. And I lost some of that liquid weight that I was just carrying around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that wasn't muscle or fat. So. I mean, it is just amazing. There's folks uh, listening today that say, boy, I could use a restart like this. They may be in the southeast, Alabama, right over the Georgia line, right? That's uh, right over outside of Columbus, Georgia. That is correct. And uh, so if folks, if that sounds familiar to them and they want to check out Uchi Pines, one of the biggest challenges of finding Uchi Pines online is just spelling it. <laughs> how, how do they spell the, the name? It's spelled U-C-H-E-E. Pines, Uchi Pines. Okay. Two words. We're going to hear more about the Uchi Pines program, practical things you can do at home. Brian, you can stay by for me for one more segment? Absolutely. Okay. We encourage you to do the same. Practical things that you can do. It can make a difference for high blood pressure, for diabetes, can help you lose weight. All of that is coming up in our final segment of today's edition of the broadcast. Don't go away. We've got a lot more important information right after this. We'll be right back. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. 
My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I am Dr. David DeRose. I'm your host. I've had the privilege of interviewing some amazing guests here at ASI 2022 being held in Orlando, Florida. We're in a convention hall, and if you haven't been able to discern, uh, we've got people running video monitors around us. Uh, we've got a lot of foot traffic at times coming by. Other times it's a little bit quiet on that front, so the ambient noise can vary. But uh, the thing I'm tapping into is uh, Brian Savinsky, and uh, your amazing story, because really a lot of people... As they get older, they say, there's no way I can drop these pounds. You're talking with us about losing over 35 pounds in something like three months. That's correct. And uh, you've seen your blood pressure normalize. You've gotten off blood pressure medications, and people are saying, hey, I'm ready to do this. Um, Might not be able to get to Uchi Pines, but tell us a little bit more. So we know that you started with a fast. And then you said they had you go to eating two meals a day. Is it basically you eat two meals a day, you can eat whatever you want, you can catch the mice out here, you can wild game, you can go over to the grocery store and have the ground beef. How did it work? Well, the way they describe uh, the, the meals are whole foods, plant-based. Okay. So we eat only plant-based uh, foods, and they're whole foods. So typically, if you're in a grocery store, and you pick up anything that's packaged or processed, that's probably not on this diet. Um, most things that we eat are fruits and grains and vegetables. Uh, and that includes a lot of, uh, you know, nuts for protein. Uh, we eat nuts and fruits and grains in the morning typically. And in the afternoon, either, uh, well, a lot of vegetables, either raw, they prefer raw, uh, but also cooked vegetables uh, you know, breads, pastas, uh, you know, other uh, grainy type things. So after the afternoon meal, then, uh, you know, we make sure we're just taking water or tea in the after, uh, afternoon and evening. Okay, so pretty simple diet. A lot of people would describe it that way, right? Yes, yes. And so do the food taste pretty bad? I mean, it just tastes like you're eating cardboard? The food is wonderful. And uh, it's amazing how our taste buds also, I know my personally, my taste buds tended to reset after a couple of weeks of this, uh, of this new uh, diet because, you know, and I'm not eating uh, much sodium these days because mm-hmm. of the blood pressure situation as well. So uh, there were some things that they recommended additionally to the tea to help me with the blood pressure. But as far as the taste, the foods are wonderful and I have no problem. You know, now what I've found is that eating so much fruit, I eat several pieces of fruit a day, I don't have the craving for sugar that mm. I used to have. So we're not eating much so- sugar at all, not very much oil at all, and of course not much sodium. But the food's great. Okay, so basically, and they gave you recipes and they gave you taught you how to eat this way, is that right? Absolutely. Part of the two and a half weeks 
we sat in uh, presentations. Uh, some of them were in the form of hands-on uh, cooking-type classes. Uh, we made bread. Uh, we made several breakfast foods. We made a very healthy pizza that mm. we got to enjoy uh, that afternoon. And uh, it was very enjoyable. So when you say a healthy pizza, that means like organic cheese or, or what? <laughs> Again, it's all plant-based, so there was no dairy, okay. uh, no animal products in any of the foods that we ate. And those who know this uh, show and the guests that we've had, we've talked about this connection between these animal products and inflammation, how that causes insulin not to work well. There's these saturated fats in these animal foods that make the cell membranes more rigid, so insulin can't talk with the cells as well. So in insulin, people think, well, that's diabetes, but no, it's also involved in blood pressure. So, yeah, doing these remarkable things. Now, one of the other interesting things that uh, you mentioned and you touched on is physical activity. Mm. So tell us a little bit about what Yuchi Pines taught you about physical activity. Well, one of the things they recommended was after each of the two meals, they recommend what they call a digestive walk. Mm. And so this is not a high-intensity walk. Uh, you're not out there to try to get all your exercise right after eating a meal, mm-hmm. but just go and walk for uh, 15 to 20 minutes after you uh, have a meal, and it really helps your body to digest your food better. It helps you with your circulation, your blood, and I'm sure there are some medical uh, reasons, uh, specific things that you're probably aware of as a doctor that I can't necessarily articulate, uh-huh. but there are several health benefits of that of that mild uh, exercise after eating. Well, the other one is just behavioral. Ah. So, you know, so many people, they'll sit around the table and visit. Mm. Well, if you're sitting, or even though you're done eating, if you're sitting around the table and there's still some food there, it becomes very easy, right, just to nibble on some things. You're cl- so right after you finish eating, maybe you haven't even cleaned everything up perfectly you get away from the kitchen for a lot of people just that behavioral element is powerful as far as the weight loss so it's not just physiology it's behavior and behavior patterns that uh, i think it's a really great practice absolutely so i know it was a total lifestyle approach so it was yes it was the diet it was the exercise you mentioned the sunshine and uh you know vitamin d uh, very interesting properties but you also, as we were speaking off air, said there were some other interesting things that the, the program focused on that were kind of eye-opening to you. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, they uh, certainly focused on the physical aspects and on the, the uh, food consumption, on our diets. But they also went into the mental and spiritual aspects of health. Mm-hmm. And they referred to the eight laws of health, which we have an acronym out there called New Start. Okay. And I, I don't know if I could hit them all. I think I probably could uh-huh. if I had to put my mind to it. But the New Start uh, health principles are very important. And part of that is the way we have uh, a positive or negative attitude in our lives can really uh, affect our health. And so uh, there was a statement in one of the presentations where they talked about the majority of disease or dis-ease, if you will, starts in the mind, Mm. actually. And I thought that was a very uh, curious comment, and so I was keen to listen on uh, what they were teaching on that subject. Now, what's so interesting about you mentioning this connection is uh, beginning of this show, we had Jim Burr on, 
who uh, you know has a wealth of knowledge about astronomy and you know the what's what's just out there in the universe. And he was talking about an amazing writer of some hundred years ago by the name of Ellen White, and how she just nailed it when she talked about these heavenly realities, these celestial realities about our universe. That statement you mentioned, I know one of the people who, who made a statement like that some hundred years ago was this Ellen White. Were you aware of Ellen White before coming to uh, Uchi Pines? Yes, absolutely. I know she's written a wealth of different materials, uh, many on uh, spiritual topics, but also on physical and mental health. And I have read several of her books, and they're very uh, deep and very rich. So uh, she was the uh, the person that they quoted when they made that statement about the majority of health issues uh, originate or begin. They start in the mind. What's also interesting for those of you who've heard this show before, you've heard about New Start. Of course, New Start is a trademarked acronym for Weimar Institute, but you know all these health centers use it. You know Weimar is fine with it. I've never heard them. You know, let's say you know cease and desist because it's actually. A mnemonic, a memory device made from uh, something that Ellen White wrote. She talked about these eight natural remedies. So the N for nutrition, the E for exercise, the W for water, Water. S for sunshine, T for uh, temperance, Temperance. A for air, fresh air, uh, R for rest, right? Yes. Um, And then we've got the T for trust and divine power. Yes. And all those elements they were using there at Uchi Pines, you saw them working together. And why I so appreciate you mentioning those things is because I really haven't talked much about this Ellen White. When I first heard about her years ago, I just thought, I'll just tell you the truth, I didn't want anything to do with it. It sounded a little bit, I don't know how I characterized it, but... As a physician, as I've looked at some of the things that this woman wrote that she said she was uh, inspired by God to write, I mean, I'm like astounded. And, and other scientists have done it. They've actually analyzed what she's written. They said, you know, there's no way that this woman just came up with this stuff. You know, it was the creator led her to these things. We talked earlier about the book Ministry of Healing. You and I were talking about that off air. Yeah. Um, if you've never read Ellen White, Ministry of Healing, a great book to start with. It is written from a Christian context, but as you read through that book, you'll learn all kinds of things about practical health strategies. Brian, believe it or not, this happens in every single show. I get these great guests and I say, you know, we could talk a lot longer, but they don't give us an infinite time to air the show, so we got to wind up. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. I always love success stories. You're one of them. Thank you for sharing it on air. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and just pray that if anybody else can benefit from this information, that they would. For all of you who've joined us today, you can be the next success story. Take this to heart. I'm Dr. David DeRose, wishing you, as always, the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.